This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Well, hey there again, beloveds. Welcome back to the Really Rally podcast. I know you're like, wait a minute, where's the intro again? Well, we're doing another rewind, friends. And this is one that's pretty poignant for the last week with this week's Ask Riley, this time a rewind, because as you guys might know, if you follow my Instagram at Really Rally Podcast, um, I had a moment last week where I cried uploading the podcast because the sting of missing terrestrial radio um, as much as I'm grateful to still be able to do what I'm doing now and connect with you guys during the podcast hit me like a damn ton of bricks. And the thing of it is they say that it takes 28 days to learn a habit or unlearn a habit. I forget what that saying is. And they also say like when you break up with somebody and radio was one of the biggest breakups I've ever had because it was 20 years of my life. Um, it usually takes like six months to the year that you were together. So uh, 10 years, <laughs> I'll be better. No, I am so grateful for all of the comments that you guys gave and all of you guys that reached out and you guys always just never fail to make me believe in myself again. And I think that's probably the reason why I wanted to do a lot of these rewinds because it really does show me audibly, you know, like an audio journal, how far I have actually come in a short amount of time from a lot of trauma that I went through and a lot of hurt and a lot of grief and grief isn't linear. It goes up and down and all around. And especially during this time where the holidays and, you know, some of y'all cracked me up when I was just like, you know, I'm supposed to be happy and jolly. And, you know, one of our, uh, listener fam said, you know, you're not going to turn into a happy little elf just because it's the holidays. And I'm like, you know what? Amen, sister. But, I definitely want to be there for you guys if you're not feeling the jolliest of this season. I know Christmas is done, but you know, even New Year's Eve, that can be super triggering for a lot of people that it's just like, did I get everything done that I wanted to this year? Like I didn't accomplish this and blah, 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 blah. But you know, it's, it's okay to be exactly where you are. And I have to tell myself, myself that too. Sometimes, you know, little miss, we got this over here. Sometimes questions that, um, but yeah, so here is the Ask Riley Rewind for this week. Um, Ask Riley, will I ever host a radio show again? So here it is. Really, Riley? 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 <laughs> Are you ready? This is the Really Riley Podcast. Woo! Well, hello, beloveds. Happy Wednesday. I sound a tad bit mannish right now because I was actually just crying right before we started this podcast. Yep, keeping it real as per usual here on Really Riley. Um, and I almost thought like, okay, well, I can, you know, record it like early tomorrow morning or something like that. But I was like, you know what? Let's just keep it very real right now. Um, I always pride myself on not hiding things from you guys and just going in full stop. And here's what we're going to do 
tonight. Um, today, I'm a little frazzled. So it's been like a really emotional day. Um, and I'm like, is there like a moon or something like that? A full moon, something different? And I don't think there is. I think a couple of podcasts ago, I talked about like coming out of fight or flight mode and healing. And for me with that is ugly crying a lot. And I know that that sounds like super depressing, but that's not how I mean it to be. Cause I've always been a person where I can cry, but it's like only to a certain space where I'm like, okay, when this comes to a situation where I'm in like a puddle and I'm, you know, not able to breathe and my eyelashes are falling off. Like we got to stop before we get there. Cause to me, that was like, you're going too far into the hole. And I've been in the hole before I spent a good portion of my twenties in that hole. And for whatever reason, I just stopped getting to the space where I would have that like super cleansing cry. And now that things in life are looking better after a lot of shit, I have been doing the cleansing cry. Um, and what made me cleanse cry just now, <clears throat> excuse me, before this podcast was I just opened up some fam mail and it was from listener Ryan, who's been an OG from when I was in terrestrial radio and he's always sent the funniest, the most thoughtful, wonderful gifts. And side note, so do all of you. So I've ugly cried over many of your, your other gifts as well. So please don't feel left out because Marshall, my husband can tell you, like I've grown many more wrinkles around my eyelids because I've cried happy tears and, you know, been so moved at what you guys send me and the boys that like, I literally have you guys sprinkled all over my house in every one of the gifts that you've sent in this office, in my bathroom, in my closet, because that's my Zen place, in the living room, in the boys room, everywhere. And so let me just lead with that. But you know, the reason that kicked off this ugly cry was listener Ryan sent me a canvas of me pregnant laying on the floor with my dog pink that some of you guys know uh, recently crossed the rainbow bridge and I haven't really talked about it yet. And I am not going to go into it today. I think that I'm going to talk about it on Friday. And I know that I had promised you guys or like kind of teased that I was going to do a really important interview, something that I didn't know I was going to do. I am still going to do that. But I think I'm in this mode of like now or never. Not now as in right now because it's very fresh and raw. But I feel like I've always told you guys um, – I don't feel like something is real or at least, you know, like absolutely like putting the stake in the ground. This has happened until I talk about it with you guys. And that was true on the air in regular radio. And that's true now in this podcast. Um, <clears throat> so I think Friday I might um, chat with you a little bit about that and other things as well. We're not going to make it a completely sad podcast, but <sighs> I wanted to kick it off by telling you the reason why I was feeling this way. Cause otherwise I just sound like a crazy person. Um, so thank you for that one, Ryan, in the best way possible. I don't mean that sarcastically at all. Um, but other than that, it really has been like some weird emotional cleansing cry day because yesterday my husband and I, Marshall were going through our tax returns with our tax guy. Finally got the hell of taxes together. It was like my first year doing taxes as a business. And, you know, um, we didn't get back as much as I would hoped. And 
poor us, right? First world problems. I understand. Like we owe it a little bit. Um, and I know that I'm not the first person to ever be like, well, shit, we owe something, you know, it's just a different space in life. And the first time as an adult that I'm like, Oh God, like might be worried about some things here. And I know that everything happens for a reason. I know I'm in the exact place I should be, but I let a little bit of the weight of everything that has happened hit me last night. And I had one of those cleansing cry moments and I love my husband so much. Like he was without a doubt just there for me and just saying, we will do this. I'll do that. Da da da. da. Like anything to try and comfort me. And I always talk to you guys about hope and how that is truly all you need sometimes because there were times where I was literally living on hope, breathing on hope, you know, it could go one way or the other, what I would be going through at certain times, like one way in a really great way and one way in a shitty way. Um, but I still in those moments last night had that hope. Like, I don't like to go too far into like, Oh my God, these money problems and issues because what I always preach to you guys in manifestation is what you think about, you bring about. And I'm staring at my vision board right now that on it talks about House of W by Riley Couture, my candle line and the Really Riley podcast going huge. And I still believe all of that because I put my soul, my heart, blood, sweat and tears and burn marks from the candles, like literally into everything I do. And I do believe when you put all that into something, you will get that return if you are smart enough to believe it. And I believe that I am, you know, a long, long ass time ago, 18 years ago, terrestrial radio, when my mom was anteing up another five grand to get me into this boo-boo ass broadcasters training network thing to get me an internship. Uh, the guy said to my mother, like, she will get out of it what she puts into it. Lasted 18 years in that sector of the business. So I don't think it's too terrible. Um, but yeah, like I was just in my feelings today and, um, I was leaving the chiropractor this morning. Um, and I had a little bit of time before my workout, which is, I go to Rockville to do it. Cause I just want to stay in my home gym. Shout out to one life fit. Um, and it was over by where I lived when I first moved here to the DMV. And it was weird how I was just kind of like, not even really wanting to go over there. I just was like, well, I have to get gas and the gas is cheaper over here at the shell station that was like in the cut behind my neighborhood instead of going like on the ones on like the street because they're more expensive by like 20 cents. It's a whole other podcast situation. <laughs> um, but I don't remember, or I didn't really remember, or maybe I was just like so in my feelings that I was like kind of in a haze a little bit like of the directions to get to the gas station. So I was just kind of driving around the neighborhood and I lived there for like two and a half years, two years. And I was reliving all of these moments when I lived there. When I got to the gas station, there was a Dunkin' Donut in that gas station. And that was the place where when Lyric very first went to preschool, I would have mom guilt, like, you know, leaving him outside, you know, cause he, I was always fortunate enough to have like a nanny cause plus I had to get up at ass crack of dawn at like 4am. So no daycares were open at that time. So 
I would feel bad when I would pick him up and I would take him to go get donuts at that little Dunkin' Donut all the time. And then after I got the gas, I went back into the neighborhood and I drove past like the neighborhood pool and I was remembering all these things. Like they flooded back to me. Like when <laughs> the first time he went poopy in the potty, it was a damn national holiday. And I remember he got this little like tugboat thing that I'd been saving for the first time he did it. And we went to the pool that day and I have this video of Lyric going, I went poopy in the potty. And I will most likely play that at his wedding and embarrass him or whatever. But it was a lot of really great memories. Like I went past this playground portion of it where, Marshall used to like spin him around on one of those like spinny things and it's like a top type thing and he was never afraid of it when Marshy did it but when I did it for some reason like he was so concerned <clears throat> you know I saw a lot of the places that I used to walk pink my dog but then as I got closer to the actual condo like that I haven't been back there since we left right before the pandemic so like th three and a half years ago that's crazy it was that long ago but when I got to the door and I saw the number on the door, I got really sad because those times were not the happiest of times with me when I was there. Because when I got here, Lyric was just over one years old. It's so crazy to me how little he was when I first got here because he's this like giant, handsome boy now like if you look at the picture I just posted on Instagram at Riley Couture it's like he looks like he's 15 like he's so gorgeous this kid and he's so talented and it's just crazy you know we all say that as parents like it goes by in five seconds it's like the days are long but the years are short and there's no truer cliche ass saying than that one but I remember all the feelings of being terrified there because when I left Atlanta with Lyric I had a little bit of a support system. You know, I had some good friends. I had security and then I knew the neighborhood. I had an amazing nanny that actually ended up moving here with us for a month just to stay with him. She loved Lyric that much, you know, and to help me. And then when she left, I remember being just terrified. And then I was broke. Like I didn't have any money really. Like I was going into terrible amounts of debt. And I was never a person that had debt. I may not have had much like in my twenties and early thirties, but I didn't have debt and I was drowning in it. Now, like I, you know, probably mistook of like where we were staying and I like didn't take into account Maryland taxes being so bad. All of that was my naivety and my bad. I know. But you know, in that condo was a place where I had to borrow money from my mom for the first time. And that was the most not humiliating because she didn't do that to me, but for somebody like me that's kind of proud that is very, we got this and do it myself. It was hard for me to swallow the fact that I had just gotten my dream job, but I was broke, you know, and there was also external things happening there that, you know, give me 11, 12 years and I'll tell you about them if you know what I mean. And it was very hard and I was very depressed and I was very lost and I was drinking too much and just so many things happening with work and drama and things that I've never talked about all in that place. And I remember just being in a dark space and feeling so less than as a mom, as a single mom, because I couldn't just be happy within 
being a mom to my son, who was amazing, and I, I loved him and wouldn't trade him for anything, but I was really lonely, like, like devastatingly lonely. And I know that that sounds dramatic, but <clears throat> people used to always ask me, like, what are you doing this weekend? And I'd be like, hanging with my kid. And I didn't have a lot of money, so I couldn't really go do a lot. And then in the winters, like, you know, there's not, like, a lot of places you can go with a toddler without tantrums ensuing. And... I remember just being very depressed and very, very low and woe is me. And I just was sitting outside out front that condo, probably looking at a stalker and that Sean Paul song from like 2017, like the single mom song. that's like, now she's got a six year old trend. I don't remember what it was called, but it came on and I remember when that song came out, I was like empowered by it. But for some reason in this space of life at 41 years old with a mom of two and a home and a husband and a beautiful supportive family, all of a sudden I felt that single mom guilt thrush back to me. Like I gave up so much to bring lyric here for this dream job. And when I first did it, I regretted it because the, the beautiful mystical like big career move was there, but it wasn't all that it was cracked up to be, you know, like I didn't have any support here, even in the people that I thought would have, I didn't ask for a lot of help either, but you know, some of the people that you would have immediately thought would have been there were not at all. I was an afterthought for so long and it was all rushing in on me again. Tears were ugly flowing like I just started this podcast doing and I felt so guilty. Like I failed. I came here and made this big leap of faith and was depressed and, you know, sad for so long. And then I always felt bad for Lyric that he saw his mommy like that, you know, just not the peppiest of ever. Like I wasn't always like that with him, but Lyric is so in tune to my emotions now and every face I would make or every change in my voice. He's like, what's wrong, mommy? You know, it's like he's already trying to protect me at seven and a half, which I love, but I also hate because he shouldn't feel like he has to have that role. But he was like my OG little man. And I feel horrible in that. But now being in this space of life, a little worried about money and a little worried about like, do we really got this? I know we do. As I'm staring at that, we got this, you know, mural that I made for my recent photo shoot. Like, I know we do. I still have that hope but there's like that little devil monster that sits on your shoulder sometimes. That's like, get out of here, Satan. You know, like, do you have this? Uh, and it just fell on me that moment. You would have thought my shoulders would have been lighter than air. Now that I just went to the chiropractor and I was about to go have a workout. Like all things are good. Like I literally sat there trying to tell myself that to go back to the little things, to be grateful for the smallest of things. I told people back in the day, like, um, about my rose quartz stone that started my love of crystals that like I would hold it every night and think of three or the best thing in, in the day that had happened to me and say, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. So I was just trying to go through the good things that were happening to me in that moment. And ugh, I felt so stuck. And then I remembered this like quote that I saw probably on TikTok or something like that or Instagram, but it was like, how do you expect to move forward into this new phase of your life 
if you keep replaying the chapter that was before it. That's what I was doing to myself. Like I, I am like an emotional abuser to myself sometimes that like I was sitting in that space and like making myself feel this single mom guilt that wasn't, that's not there anymore. Like I'll always be that like, you know, go getter. I've got this, I've got this on my own. But like I told you guys in the last podcast, when I was sitting in with Marshall, when I was interviewing him or we were talking I was like, I've got to let him lead me a little bit. Like I have a husband now that adores me and that would walk to the ends of the earth for me and our boys that did that with Lyric before Malin was a thing. Like that was his first son. So I have to remind myself, like, it's not just you, it's going to be okay. And not only that, you work harder than you ever have before. And you love it because it's for you and your family and no one else. Well, and you guys too listener fam, because you guys listening to me and caring about me and connecting with me means a fucking lot. So I left that space and I don't know that I'll ever go back to that place. I was looking at the cherry tree or the, it looks like a cherry blossom tree. I'm sure it's probably just, it's something else. Um, that used to always give me really bad allergy attacks, but I remember driving away from it so you have to see it as you leave the neighborhood. And when I first moved in there, I took a picture right in front of there with Lyric when he was like one and a half. And I also took a picture of him leaving there, like moving into Marshall's house a couple of years ago when I was moving out of there for the last time. And I was like, I think I'm good on seeing that tree because it doesn't evoke great emotions in me. It's time to let that, part of my life be an inspirational part and a story that I'll always tell because it's an overcoming situation, but to sit in that residual mom guilt, residual single mom guilt, that's not my life anymore. And I don't have to keep replaying that story. So I'm going to give that a shot. I can't promise you I'm not going to do the cleansing cries anymore because there's still a little bit of tears to get out. And I, but I mean that in the best way, like by not holding it in. Cause you hold that in your whole aura, your soul, your gut. I mean, the amount of tummy issues I've had in the last couple of months, it's like, I gotta just let it go. Finally, you know, that doesn't mean I forget all the stories. That doesn't mean for, I forget all the wrongs. That doesn't mean I forget where I came from. That just means hope has to outrule the hate or hope has to outrule the hurt. I like that better. Hope has to outrule the hurt. So that was the first part of my day, (laughs) but it's been really cool to connect with my husband in this space of like allowing him to help me to ask for help. Like the other day, one of our neighbors that they're so amazing, they're always there for us. Um, they said something to me like it randomly like, Hey, you know, we walk home the same route. Like, cause I'm always carrying Malin and he's a crazy baby and he's always screaming and cause that's his nap time. And I have to get him up from nap to go get Lyric. No different than any other mom, but my neighbor who has three, by the way, and little kids too. He was like, Hey, you know, if you ever need me to like get Lyric or, you know, if you guys, if you need to just go do something and like Malin's inside and you want us to come like sit in the living room, watch the monitor or whatever. And I'm just like, yeah, okay. And he's like, yeah, I know you're stubborn. I'm like, it's not really stubborn. It's just, I didn't have that option for a while. So it's difficult for me to let go of that fight or flight mode sometimes. 
but we're a work in progress every single day. So it's Wednesday and I put on Instagram and ask me anything. So it's a little bit more of a informal ask Riley, but I'm going to do this, you know, kind of live. Um, here we go. So I'm not going to read your names out because I don't know if you guys want um, your names put out there like that, but I'm going to go ahead and answer these kind of like a rapid fire ask Riley. So one listener fam said, think you'll ever be a radio host again. Ooh. Um, I would love to, I would absolutely love to at the end of the day, I'll always do this podcast because I love this part of it too. And I love like growing in this way. And I think podcasting is a big part of the future of like what you hear on the airwaves and it's really personal and not like controlled by anybody, but me and you guys. Cause I always like to hear what you guys want to hear. Um, but radio will always be in my blood. It'll never leave me. I do miss talking to you guys live on air. I do miss the music in the background. Cause you know, my son's name is lyric. I started radio for the love of it. I do miss some of the grind of it. I don't miss the gross parts of it. I don't miss the unjust parts of it, but I miss connecting with you guys more. But the good news is your girl's got a couple events coming up and she has a meeting tomorrow to cook up something to see you guys in person and do this thing with you guys for real live. And I'm excited about that. So more to come, but yes, I would love to, but it would have to be the right situation. I'm not going anywhere yet. We have roots here in Maryland now, and I think I want my kids to have that stability first. And if the right opportunity presents itself, that was right for every piece of the family. Um, I would hundred percent do it. My husband said that he would follow me to the ends of the earth, but I'm not going to ask him to do that unless it's a situation where I know I can have the greatest impact possible. And I felt like when I left the last few situations I had, this isn't being pompous. This is just true. I have killed it in every single market I've ever been in. Not one show have I been on. Has it not gone number one or number two in the time that I've been on it? And that is a feat and nobody can take that from me. But when I look at that, I'm like, well, what did I do? do wrong because you know what? That's, that's the other chapter. Would I go and be a radio host again? Yes. The answer is yes. Um, another listener fam said, how do you stay so calm? You always look so peaceful. (laughs) I'm sorry. I mean, like I have to laugh at that because like what I'm, what I'm saying now, like I am not always peaceful. I scream, into my pillow a lot. I yell in the car, scream, sing songs a lot. I shake a lot. I have a nervous twitch that if you guys have ever seen me on the video on the Instagram, my old station, I curl my hair a lot between my fingers. That's how you know that I'm like thinking or nervous or trying to regulate my emotions as my therapist says. But here's the thing. I used to say this a lot in radio, how people used to say like, how do you go through what you go through? Like my miscarriage or like you know, the breakup of an abusive relationship and a marriage or an engagement that wasn't supposed to be a marriage and a wedding and blah, 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 blah. Like, how do you go through all that and get on the air and like laugh and smile? I'm like, well, cause that's like my oasis. One of my mentors used to say that. And now I know so much about what it means. And it also, for me, I take the responsibility of being there for you guys with so much weight in the best way possible. 
Because most people say, you're too hard on yourself, Riley, and we're here for you too. And I know you are. Charmin, (laughs) Marie, Deandra, Ryan. Like I could go for days listening, like all, like, you know, Deb, all these, all these listeners that have been there for me, like in more ways than I ever thought I would have let them in. Um, so I, I, I would love you guys for that. But like, I also take this stance of like, I love being an inspiration because in that it like takes me out of whatever thing whirlwind in the mind I'm going through, whatever trouble, whatever trauma, whatever tragedy, whatever it is. I, I, I am helped by that. Like there was a pink quote that I saw when I was looking at, um, when I was putting together the pink candles in, in memorial, or in whatever the word is in um, honoring my dog pink when I did that line and then donated money back to one of the Frederick humane societies. Um, she said a quote that was like, if you want to get out of depression, go involve yourself in something inspirational. That's what I mean by that. So I'm not a superhuman. I'm not always calm. I just do try to keep my sights set on that hope factor because if not, I'm going to be a hot ass fucking mess, friends. Um, another person said, no question, just wanted to say you're a beautiful inspiration to many. I fucking love you, woman, and you know it. Um, another person said, what day is your anniversary? It is September 25th. We'll be married two years this year. It's insane how quick that went. I just like literally, I just like, it feels like two days ago. Um, another person said, if you could only eat one meal for the rest of your life, what would you choose? Anything cheese. I have never met a cheese I didn't like. I'm a cheesy girl. <laughs> I love cheese, all kinds of cheese. Like um, blue cheese is my jam. I really like, like there's a delicacy, if you want to call it that, like that my mom used to always put out for parties that some of my friends growing up that weren't like Latina or that just, you know, kind of their parents were very meat and potatoes with their food. It's like, um, guayaba and cheese, but it's like this different kind of cheese. And I don't remember what it's called. And I'm not even going to try to pronounce it. Cause then some of y'all are going to come for me about my lack of the Puerto Rican accent that I should have a whole nother podcast again. Um, but everything cheese, Gouda, Gruyere, cheese, cheese, cheese. Um, Ooh, I like this question. The one thing that inspires you. Just one? You guys. No bullshit. You guys. I've said this for years, even before Ask Riley was even a thing. Whenever there were times in radio that I wanted to quit, legit was ready to. Because I used to always say, like, radio doesn't always love you back. It's glamorous and great. And don't get me wrong. I'm not poo-pooing all that it afforded me in life. But it doesn't always love you back. But it never failed those days that I wanted to quit. And I would call him. I'm crying. And I can't do this anymore. One of you guys would send me a DM or an email and tell me how something I said changed their perspective on something. If that's not inspirational, I don't know what the fuck is the people that have trusted me with their stories, you guys, my listener fam, my, we got this army, whatever you want to like my, my beloveds, whatever I want to call you, you guys, you guys, that's one thing that inspires me. Um, 
Yeah, that's a question. There's one of these questions here that I can't do. And I never say that. I always say I answer everything. One day. One day. When I when I can, I will. Um Yee, do you talk to anyone from the show? No, I don't. Um not in a bad way. Just really curious. Have you ever had your boobs done? They look great. Oh, thank you. <laughs> That's funny that I like that you say that because that they're my biggest insecurity. I was talking about that on the body shaming episode of the podcast that like, I don't know if that's body shaming or what people consider it, but that's what it felt like to me. It's not body shaming in the traditional sense that you would think, but I got very much made fun of when I was younger for having really big boobs when I was little. I was like eight years old and I had like a 34 C that's big. Um, and I was always very self-conscious about them. And like, I know how to make them work. I know how to make them look good. Like I've, They've, the, the life has been sucked out of them trying to pump for two kids. My husband likes something, but it's, it's not my favorite feature of myself. Let's just say that I will take, I'm learning how to take a compliment. Um, but thank you. No, they are mine. Um, if you could be only one thing happy or wealthy, which would you choose? Yay, ma'am. You got some timing. I would say happy. Even within like where I'm going right now and like some of my worries about financial stuff, happy because I mean, obviously more money, more problems, but it's just like, I like having a comfortable life and I have been afforded so many blessings. Absolutely. Like my mother like had to, we talked about this on the podcast that we had with her too, that it was like, she had to like, get one of those roaster chickens and make it last a week between three people like hot dogs and, you know, ramen noodles were the delicacy in our house, you know? So I've never thankfully enough had to struggle like that. I was close and my mom bailed me out, but you know, and I ended up paying her back. It all worked out, but like happiness, hundred percent. It's like, if you, if you weigh out your life's worth on dollars and cents, like money is infinite. So once you reach a space where you have this amount of money, what's, if that's your happiness, what's next? Get more money? Well, that never stops. So then you're chasing a dragon that you're not going to catch. So money makes things easier. I'm not naive. I like having money, but happy, 100%. Absolutely happy. Um, if you could have one superpower, what would it be and why? Huh. My superpower would probably be the ability to relive one precious moment a year. And by relive it, I mean like be back in that moment, be the age I was, be everything I was, you know, authentically in that moment, whatever I was feeling, whatever I was doing, whatever I was seeing, like actually be in it, smelling it, eating the food, making love to that person. I'm just my husband, but you know, (laughs) you know, uh, like giving birth to my children, like getting the call of the cane show or my first jingle ball on stage or seeing Malin for the first time or seeing the strips of being pregnant with either one of my babies or showing Marshall that he was going to be a father or meeting him or marrying him. 
obviously that's the first one I think of, but not, I wouldn't want to be able to relive it infinitely, like over and over and over again, just once a year. Because if you were able to relive it forever, then what is a special moment? You know, I always look at my kiddos and I'm like, God, you know, if you could just stay this age for just a little bit longer. I always tell Eric, I was like, stop growing up. And he's like, mommy, you're going to have to have a conversation with God. And I'm like, well, I wouldn't have that conversation. He's like, why? I was like, because it is my goal for you to grow up and be a wonderful, beautiful, happy man, you know, accomplished man. And I can't do that by keeping my little forever. But I would like to go back to some of those little tiny moments. Like his first word was mama. I would like to go back to Malin when he was like crawling because he did it for five seconds and he was like basically running at nine months, you know, I would like to slow things down a little bit because the way that I see it as is if we ever had the ability to go back and relive those beautiful moments of elation, then the dark shit wouldn't feel as impossible. I think who knows it could work the other way around. It might make you more depressed, but it's all perspective, right? If we were to look at it from that looking glass, that would be my superpower to be able to go back to any of my most favorite memories and just relive them once a year. I think that would be dope. Um, what else do we have here? Um, something about yourself that you're super proud of. Wow. Why is that one so hard for me to answer? I am super proud of my ability to pivot and prevail. I'll go back to that hope thing. Now I wasn't always, I'm super proud that I learned the ability to hope it, like in like incoherently, like stupidly, naively hope because I didn't have that for a while. And for a while, like my mom used to always say like, well, you know, you don't like disappointment and you don't do disappointment well. That's still true, but I still hope. And I think I've pivoted not so terribly in the last year, last years, like one time my sister said to me, and she's not super free with her like pieces of good advice, but she said one time, she's like, don't you realize that you always get what you want? And she didn't mean that like in a bratty way. Well, maybe she did. I don't know. But I took it as like, I do, but not because it's given to me because I fucking go take it. And there's been topsy turvy roads, obviously, it's not been the easiest. I think I've chosen some of the shittiest ways to do things. Some of the hands I've had have been given to me that were shitty. Some things fell into my lap that I didn't know how to handle in a good way, but I grabbed that opportunity and fucking did it. I did the same thing with love. I was so beaten down, but I somehow had that hope that I was like, okay, I'm going to give this one cute ass little Asian one more chance and I'm going to have that hope. So I'm proud of myself that I am able through a lot of things in life to pivot and prevail and keep going because the alternative is what? Just to be boo-boo and 
ugly crying all the time and not the cleansing kind of crying I was talking about. Like, this sounds morbid, but bear with me and hear what I'm actually saying. You don't have to die to live a funeral every day. And for a lot of years after I got out of my abusive relationship that was supposed to be a marriage, I lived in a funeral every day for no reason. Not for no reason. I was going through my own sets of trauma, but like with no hope. And it was that pinker girl that got me out of bed every day. So I think I am going to talk about that on Friday because there's so many great things about what that dog gave me that I feel like I should honor and I can't do it until in the way that I would love to until I talk to you guys about it. I really did not expect this podcast today to be as like uh, melancholy as it may come across, but I just don't ever want to like bullshit you guys because if my superpower is, you know, the one thing I'm really proud of is to pivot and prevail, that doesn't mean that it's always smooth sailing. That is a lie. You know, that'd be like me trying to be like, no, I've never had any Botox. My boobs are real, but I've sure shit had Botox in my face. You know, it's not always perfect. It's not always easy. Most of the time it's not, but it's worth it. And I'm, I'm proud of that. I love though that you said that I always look calm and peaceful. Girl, that is the first time anybody's ever said that to me. I must be doing something right. I love you for that so much. Like I just, I appreciate you guys for being here and hanging out with me and believing in me because at the end of the day, once I pivot and prevail this sucker to the fucking moon, it's going to be y'all that got me there. And in a different way, because I don't know if spoiled is the word because I also had to work hard to gain some listeners or followers. I hate that word. Fam. Listener fam. Over the years. Because most of you guys have followed me throughout. So in the realest sense possible, you guys have made what I've done so far and what I will do possible. And I say that will with all caps, damn it. <laughs> speaking that one into existence because <sighs> you didn't have to come back to this really Riley thing. And that's what I was starting to get at is that like for years I had a radio station behind me, big ones, small ones, really, really big ones, big names in the industry backing me. I don't have any of that now. All I have is you. And I think that's all I fucking need. So big, big, big hugs with crunchy ass eyelashes because I've been wet weighing all over myself with cleansing crying. And I think that's okay. So I was going to give that interview to you guys on Friday and it's still going to happen. I had a couple of you guys ask me, who is it? What is it? And I'm like, this is somebody that I really didn't think I was ever going to speak to again. Interesting though, that you should ask that question in here about who I don't do and don't talk to. Whoo, I'm going to hold on to it though for a minute. Not to give you that tease and make you guys wait, but I want it to be poignant when I do. And honestly, this week wasn't the week to do it. <laughs> I want to have my head about me and have like a clear, concise vision 
whatever you want to say, whatever adjective you want to use. I don't want to be frazzled when I do this because it's an important one. Even though I said, you can't go back and keep rereading the chapters if you want to move to the next one. This one's more about closure and possible rebutting of certain things. And I sound real vague and I'm sorry for that. I'm probably very, you're probably very annoyed by me right now, but I promise you it'll be worth it. Some of you guys have been wanting this for a while. So I'll be excited to give it to you. But I think Friday, because so far I haven't had the cure, courage, courage, or I haven't really even dealt with the rainbow bridge situation with my dog pink of 15 years. And you, Sir Ryan, and so many of you too, it's not just Ryan, it's, it's Charmin, it's Marie, it's all of you guys with your love and wishes about Pink, my doggy, my girl for 15 years. I haven't been able to even broach the subject or deal with it. It's time to deal with it. In the positive way that I want to do it, though, I'm not going to promise there won't be any ugly crying. So brace yourself, and if it's a trigger, I completely understand if you don't listen, because this shit sucks. And that's the last thing I want to do is start your Friday and your weekend off any other way than happy. Or if it's not happy, connection, understanding, relating, again, whatever adjective you feel like using. Thank you guys for listening to this one. I know that this wasn't very peppy, but that ain't real life. And that ain't really Riley either. So questions, comments, concerns, if you got an Ask Riley please email me or DM me. The email is really Riley at uh, podcast at gmail.com. The text line, which you guys can use too, um, cause that's pretty like quick and instant gratification. It's 410-604-8895. Um, Instagram, Facebook's at Riley Couture, R-I-L-E-Y-C-O-U-T-U-R-E. Um, I also have Really Riley Podcasts on Instagram. The Candles, if you want to get the last couple of those, 23 is my year to be Jordan Candle. Um, you can do that at um, House of W by Riley on Instagram. And side note, I created a little something when I couldn't sleep the other night that has to do with the Scandival thing from Bravo that I think you're going to love because I kind of want to keep them all to myself but I'm going to give them to you. So that's kind of like a new little like debut with house of W because I've gotten into more things than just candles. We're going to have some apparel up soon working on the website, my God. And if y'all know anybody that you think is good, because listen, I want this to be the best. I want to try to get it up a little quicker, but I lots of balls rolling. So hit me up if you have any suggestions for that. Um, thank you guys so much for listening. I love you. And I will talk to you on Friday. It's really Riley.